Hello and welcome back to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast. This is episode 25. Today I will be talking about the murder of Blaze Bernstein. This case will be a little bit shorter due to the fact that it hasn't gone to trial yet. I also want to apologize again for not having an episode done for last week. Anyways, my sources for this week are 48 Hours, In the Name of Hate, Wikipedia, People.com, The Cinemaholic, and BuzzFeedNews.com. As usual, my sources will be linked in the show notes. Blaze Bernstein was born on April 27, 1998, to parents Jeannie Pepper and Gideon Bernstein. Blaze was the oldest of three children, and the Bernsteins lived in Orange County, California. Gideon worked at Leisure Capital Management, and Jeannie was a lawyer turned stay-at-home mom. Blaze was described as friendly, a good friend, insanely smart, and as a risk-taker. Jeannie said she called her son the unicorn because of his creativity. They also had an idea that he was gay at an early age, and he eventually came out to them. Blaze attended high school at OSHA, a.k.a. Orange County School of the Arts, where he excelled in writing. After high school in the summer of 2016, Blaze was preparing to go to the University of Pennsylvania in Ivy League. While he was there, he was looking into future careers in psychology or medicine. He also became an editor of the UPenn campus magazine called Penn Appetite. According to his parents, he was so excited about the magazine and about his future. During winter break 2017, Blaze was excited to come home and spend time with his family and friends. On January 2, 2018, Blaze left his house around 11 p.m. He was picked up by a former high school classmate of his named Sam Woodward. Sam Woodward had attended OSHA until sophomore year of high school. He was described as a loner who liked guns, war, and he appeared angry all the time. Blaze's friend Rhea said that Sam was also described as being racist, homophobic, and sexist, and many people believed that he would come back and shoot the school up. She recalled an incident where Sam had to read The Raisin in the Sun for an acting class. Her friend had that class with Sam and said that when Sam returned the book, the teacher discovered the N-word written all throughout the book. After high school, Sam became more withdrawn. He worked part-time and still lived with his parents. So back to January 2nd. Sam and Blaze drove to Hobby Lobby and then drove to Borrego Park, where Sam said that they would be meeting another classmate. Blaze was never heard from or seen alive again. Blaze's parents didn't know that he went out that night, but knew something was wrong when Blaze didn't show up the next morning for a dentist appointment. They both rushed home from work and found Blaze's wallet, retainers, keys, and glasses in his room. They called 911 and decided to look through Blaze's social media while they waited. When they finally got into his Snapchat account, they saw messages between Blaze and Sam. Blaze had given Sam his home address. Jeannie and Gideon had never heard of Sam, but Rhea said she didn't know why Sam and Blaze would be together. The police want to meet with Sam to ask him a few questions. Sam said that he and Blaze decided to catch up, but that Blaze kissed him on the lips. Sam said he shoved Blaze away and was disgusted and called him derogatory names. He then said Blaze got out of the car and took a walk. Sam said he waited for about an hour before leaving to go to his girlfriend's house. Sam said that he came back to the park around 3 a.m. but left again when he didn't see Blaze. When the police were interviewing Sam, they noticed he had scratches on his hands. Sam said he was part of a fight club. Sam also had dirt under his fingernails, and he said he fell in the mud during the fight. The police also asked Sam where his girlfriend lived and what her last name was, and he said he didn't know. The police now had a feeling that Sam was the person who killed Blaze, but didn't know at the time if Blaze was actually dead. A large search for Blaze began at Borrego Park. 
Sam showed up on January 4th. This resulted in the police searching Sam's rental car and house. In his rental car, the police found camping and hiking equipment, a plastic bin, and a black belt. The car also looked like it had been thoroughly cleaned. After days of searching, the police decided to search one more time. On January 9th, after a large thunderstorm, Blaze's body was discovered in a shallow grave. He had been stabbed 19, 19 times in the neck, and some reports say that he was stabbed in the head. Sam's house was also searched. In the house, they found several knives, one with Blaze's blood on it. Blaze's blood was also found in the visor of Sam's rental car. On January 12th, Sam Woodward was arrested for murder with the personal use of a weapon. He pleaded not guilty. It did take long for the police to discover that Sam's motive was ruled by hate. He was a member of the neo-Nazi group Adam Waffen. This group celebrates Adolf Hitler and Charles Manson. And they also celebrated Sam after it was revealed that he killed Blaze, who was openly gay and Jewish. Sam had also attended a camp held in Texas, and photos surfaced of Sam with other members doing the Nazi salute. In August 2018, Sam was charged with two additional counts of committing a hate crime. Sam had posted how much hatred he really had for various groups online and on social media. He had a large following on iFunny, a meme site where he talked about violence and hate. Sam even became a meme himself when he killed Blaze. The Adam Waffen group celebrated him and put his mugshot on t-shirts. Hopefully they will be able to convict him on this because in California, hate crime laws don't include sexual orientation. Sam's lawyer, Edward Munoz, said that Sam was, quote, sexually confused, end quote. Sam's trial has been delayed due to COVID-19. I'll definitely keep you as listeners updated on the case, and hopefully Sam will be convicted of murder and for a hate crime so that he will never be able to do this again or get out of prison. He's a dangerous individual, and I believe that he is hateful. He killed the one person he knew that was 100% comfortable with being himself. My book recommendation for this week is The Night Swim by Megan Golden. Summary. After the first season of her true crime podcast became an overnight sensation and set an innocent man free, Rachel Kral is now a household name and the last hope for thousands of people seeking justice. But she's used to being recognized for her voice, not her face which makes it all the more unsettling when she finds a note on her car windshield addressed to her begging for help. The small town of Neapolis is being torn apart by a devastating rape trial. The town's golden boy, a swimmer, destined for Olympic greatness, has been accused of raping a high school student, the beloved granddaughter of the police chief. Under pressure to make season three a success, Rachel throws herself into interviewing and investigating, but the mysterious letters keep showing up in unexpected places. Someone is following her, and she won't be able to stop until Rachel finds out what happened to her sister 25 years ago. Officially, Jenny Stills tragically drowned, but the letters insist she was murdered, and when Rachel starts asking questions, nobody seems to want answer. The past and present start to collide as Rachel uncovers startling connections between the two cases that will change the course of the trial and the lives of everyone involved. Alright, so I love this book. I love that it went back and forth between the current day trial and the past. Two girls and their families and had their lives destroyed by different people almost 20 years apart. But both girls were from either a poor or middle class family, whereas the boys were from either rich or well-known families. Rachel's also a badass podcaster and investigator. She wanted to get the truth of what happened 20 years earlier to help the sister of the girl who was killed. She didn't give up and discovered the truth while attending the current day trial and doing a podcast. I was truly shocked by the ending of the book, even though I had a feeling about how it would end. 
I give this a 10 out of 10, and I finished the book about in about three days because I couldn't put it down. Well, I hope that you all liked this episode. I'm sorry that it was a little bit shorter, but I'll keep you updated about what happens. And remember, it's crime o'clock somewhere. After Blaze's death, his parents created Blaze It Forward, a movement calling for communal acts of kindness. If you want to find more information, you can go to blazebernstein.org.